Welcome to Equipped, a podcast by Connection Church. Equipped is a conversation about multiplying gospel community and fueling spiritual growth. We have one clear goal, to equip leaders to multiply. We want to help people follow Jesus, make disciples, lead small groups, and plant churches. My name is Jordan Thigpen, and I'll be leading you through today's conversation. Let's get equipped. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, my name is Jordan Thigpen, and I look forward to today's conversation. We're continuing our series um, called um, uh, God's Better Game Plan, where we're thinking through um, or thinking through what does it mean for God to have written a better story in each of our lives. Uh, we've talked for several weeks now about this, the book that um, uh, our senior pastor, Brandon, wrote um, a few years ago about God's better game plan, or, or, or sorry, for him, it was called A Better Story, uh, that book that he wrote. And we've been thinking in light of the better story that God has written, in the meantime, until we get to eternity, um, there has to be a better game plan for how we live in light of who Christ is uh, than to just go through the motions of church, than to just uh, appreciate that Jesus died for us, but to have no idea how to live in the meantime. And some of the the more practical questions that we've been asking is, how do we get the most out of all the different, uh, I guess you could say, ministry areas or the different uh, the different types of church experiences that we have? So we had uh, Chase on to talk about how do we get the most out of worship. Me and Kate talked about how do we get the most out of community, and we've talked about a couple different things. Uh, I've talked about church planting. Uh, and today, I'm joined by the author of A Better Story himself, Brandon Williams. Say hey to the people, Brandon. Hey, people. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to bring him on because we're going to wrap up um, this series on uh, God's better game plan. Um, and I'm gonna, I want him to come back and share a longer conversation about um, having an equipped conversation just like we've had with a lot of people. But as one of the, the best preachers that I know— uh, as somebody that teaches me a lot about how to communicate from stage, and as somebody who's uh, who is the the primary voice in the life of our church, um, I wanted to get Brandon's perspective on how do we, how does every follower of Jesus get the most out of listening to preaching? Um, uh, I share a little bit, Brandon, if you don't mind. I'd, I'd love to uh, to start maybe with this. Um, from a, either a biblical standpoint or from um, from a, a theological standpoint, what is the purpose of preaching in the life of the church? I think there's multiple purposes, really. Um, the first one is obviously that we can't come to faith without hearing God's Word. And so um, the power of the gospel is still very real. And so when we preach the gospel, um, we know that faith comes from hearing and hearing comes from the word of God. And so one of the reasons that we preach the word is so that people can come to faith. Um, and there's different camps out there. Some think that, you know, salvation should happen outside of the church. Some people think salvation should happen inside of the church. I say yes, um, that it should be both, right? Um wherever somebody comes to faith is a good thing. Um, and so 
the preaching of the gospel is going to result in salvation. It's just is what it is. Um, the Holy Spirit uses the truth of God's word and leads people uh, to Christ. And um, and we see that salvation with the new heart and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Um, another reason is obviously to equip people um, that uh, they are equipped for every good work. Um, as God's word is God it breathed, um, we know that it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training so that we are thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so hearing God's word, one leads to faith, but uh, also is equipping for us. Um, you know, if we're going to live in this world and, and we have so much information coming at us and so much conflicting information and culture has gotten so confusing. Um, we need the truth um, to stand on. And one of the ways we gain knowledge of that and we're able to um, really live out a biblical worldview is through hearing God's word preached, hearing God's word taught. Mm, that's really good. At that, that last little piece you said, hearing God's word preached, hearing God's word taught, um, would you differentiate maybe for the listener that's maybe never thought about it or maybe just in your own words, how would you differentiate preaching and teaching? Um, I don't know that there's a huge difference to me. I think that they can coexist. So um, I do believe that um, preaching, we may think of that more as uh, just a declaration of the gospel or maybe an exhortation and encouragement through the word of God. Whereas teaching, we probably think more of um, here is the topic of uh, whatever it may be. And here are five things mm -hmm. to go along with that. Um, so it maybe is a little bit more structured. Yeah. Um, and uh, in that way that, so I think about that, but I do think both can, can coexist. I, I would hope that every Sunday that one of us stands up and opens God's word, that the gospel is proclaimed, there is preaching, That's right. but that there's some aspect of teaching um, also within that. Well, and I know one thing you always, or one thing that I super appreciate that you're developing in me is I know for a lot of my sermons or messages, it lines up a lot more teacherly. Right. And you encouraged me to be more preacherly right. in the way that I proclaim the word that came to mind, even from this past Sunday that you encouraged me is preach to a verdict, that yes. John Wesley quote. Um, and I think that is something that in in preaching, um, in my my encouragement and and what is always amazing to me is you move our audience to uh, a verdict. I think of the fact that so far, not without mission trips included, just this year, mm. um, we've seen, uh, I believe, uh, somewhere around 32 salvations. Right. And that's, um, and that's not including mission trips, but that's almost purely from um, a preaching environment, mm -hmm. right? right? And so you have an amazing way of um, of drawing the crowd into God's story as proclaimed from the Word and moving them to make a decision. I think that's really, really impactful. And I know for me, and we'll, we'll have this a similar conversation whenever we do the equipped conversation of um, of the way that our stories and me beginning to follow mm -hmm. Jesus. Brandon's who baptized me. 
Um, and he's who really uh, showed me a ministry in the very beginning. And a lot of it was started with sort of a, a sermon prep meeting. Um, and that was really meaningful to me. Um, and so, but like that, that ability to preach and move in people's heart um, and, you know, full credit to the Holy Spirit and, sure, and you right, know, all the right, spiritual absolutely. theological caveats that we need to give. But that's a gift that Brandon has um, where I think a lot of, t- a lot of times for me, I, I come across as a lot more academic and teacherly, mm-hmm. not on purpose, um, but that's just sort of maybe more of the gifting that I have. But I think there's something that um, on the Sunday morning, I think what I would want our primarily our connect group leaders, which is our primary audience, but the broader audience to understand is that um, there is a way to sit under the preaching and teaching of God's word um, that I believe that you can get the most out of it. So um, just as conversationally as we can, I just kind of want to ping pong mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, if, if you had a number one draft pick, the number one draft pick for how you could encourage our people or anyone listening to get the absolute most out of preaching, what would your number one draft pick be? I think about um, the book. I believe Simon Sinek wrote it. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You did. Um, and uh, it start with why. Yeah. And so that's generally where I go back to. So why are you walking in the doors to start with? Um and certainly some people are walking in seeking. Some people are walking in, um, they may even be critical. Um, but for the believer, um, those who I'm sure are the primary audience of this podcast, why are you walking in the doors? Mm-hmm. Um, we're obviously coming in to worship. Um, and the word is part of that. But it really depends on the why. It depends on the motivation. Am I coming with a mindset and with a heart to receive what God wants to speak to me? Mm. Um, and, you know, I know people who it doesn't matter the message. It doesn't It doesn't matter who preached the message. They get something from it. And the yeah. reason they get something from every message is because they come looking for something. Mm. And if we don't come in and we're not, so to speak, hungry, mm. um, and we're not looking for something, um, then that's probably the number one reason that we don't get something out of a message um, mm. that is preached from God's word. Mm. I love that, man. You you started off in the in the deep end. That was I'm I'm kind of sitting here pondering that for myself. That's I mean that's so good. I that makes me think. I think I can think of even in my communication. I can think of. Uh, my allies in the crowd, for mm-hmm. sure, that right. not because like behind closed doors, they like are my like, you know, are just hyping me up or something like right. that. I just mean like I can tell from mm-hmm. a body posture they came in um, and that would be my first round draft pick kind of to to pair that with what Brandon is saying is um, be hungry for the preaching of God's word, no matter who's preaching. Right. Um, for for Brandon, start with why. For me, um, I would piggyback off of that of be eager to hear the preaching from the word, no matter who is is preaching. I yeah. I can think of of people that I've seen when I'm uh, when I that when Brandon is preaching, um, 
they're there. But like if John is preaching or Austin's preaching or if I'm preaching, you can watch them get up and, and leave. I've seen that before. Um, and that that's... You know, I, there's no way you're getting the most yeah. out of the preaching. I mean, that's that's, that's just unfortunate, and yeah. to me, that's just really a lack of maturity. <laughs> um, and the the reality of it is that the message is greater than the messenger. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and I get those questions: Are you preaching this Sunday? Who's pre? It doesn't matter if it's yeah. coming out of the scripture. There's something for you. That's right. To get. Yeah. So I. I think, you know, I think that would be that would be where I would start too. Is is, you know, and there, there's probably lots of sub points within that of of, you know, having the 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 humility to to sit under the preaching of God's word because at the end of the day it should be, you know, have the trust for the communicator that it's the Holy Spirit speaking through them, um, and we're just a conduit to That's His right. message. So yeah, um, and and I'd say this too. There's two parts to that. So the the, the listener, the believer needs to come in with a mindset and with a heart of, I want to receive something. I, I want to hear God speak to me through his word today. But the communicator also has a responsibility, mm-hmm. and that is to be prepared, having heard God through his word and communicate something that is from God yeah. through his word. And so it's a, it's a two part thing. Um, Absolutely, where it's not just on the listener, but it's also on the communicator. It's on the preacher to be prepared um, to bring something that the Lord has burdened your heart for. I never want to stand up there without a burden mm-hmm. um, for what God has has given me. Um, and so we want to do our part in that as well. Um, to be prepared to be able to deliver something. I think one of the greatest challenges we face in preaching um, and that the listener faces in hearing is tearing down this sort of invisible wall or veil that exists between the stage and the seats. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think, you know, we have to be able to somehow be relational and even conversational, so to speak, even though there's not a back and forth conversation taking place, but being able to tear down this this perceived um, separation between the preacher and the listener mm-hmm. um, so that they are able to hear. Um, and it's something that is able to reach them because they feel like you're there with them, you're walking with them, you're not talking down to them, or there's not a feeling of, I'm here now, I can help you. But right. it's we're in this together, and we're both learning and walking and growing at the same time. Right, yeah, I, I think this starts with, that. I, I circle back to what you said of starting with why. Like, did you come in with a specific... Um, pastoral prescription that you were hoping for, you know, or did you come in? Um, did you come in with sort of a, a reasonable set of expectations? Um, and I think, man, I'm, I'm even as you're saying that, it's, it's making me think about um, like in the early church, right, when there wasn't like a big crowd and a stage, and they were had to had to show up and teach 
the Bible to the listener. Um, and it wasn't like there, you know, that's, I, I, I'm interested. I want to hear you kind of speak to this of like, let's go through, think through um, all the, the barriers that are there with preaching, mm-hmm. right? Like people are, it, one, it's a very passive activity that does not lend itself to people who are hyperactive. Right. Um, so like, what else? What are some of the other hurdles to, to preaching being as effective as it could be in 2023? Yeah, I think if you think about it, from the moment you start, and I, I see this a lot, so the moment you start a message, typically the thing that somebody takes away um, is one of the first things you say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I see this all the time, even right. with my kids, right? When they take notes during the message, typically their notes, they they trail off the, the longer yeah. the message goes on, right? So yep. they've got the first thing that you say written down and a few other things. But the challenge in preaching is really in today's world is keeping attention. Yeah. Um, like you said, somebody who's fidgety, they're, 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 they have a hard time sitting still. We're used to information in a second. We're not used to um, prolonged times of sitting and listening. We're used to um, more visual type things. And so the challenge is that from the moment we begin, um, people's attention span is typically on a slow or even fast um, sort of decline. Yeah. And so to yeah. me, the key to it is being able to bring them back somehow, um, whether it's through uh, illustration, a story. Sometimes it might even just be clapping your hands and going, hey, hey, listen to this, you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever that might be, but sort of bringing that attention span back up to where they're hearing what you're saying because just by human nature, we have a tendency to drift off. Sometimes it's not because they're thinking about what they're going to do after church or thinking about how bored they are. You may have made a statement that hit them, mm-hmm. right? And they're kind of chewing on it. Yeah. Um, and so the the challenge I think today and, and probably has been forever is just maintaining attention. Um, I, I don't think that's something that's brand new. Um, as Paul taught through the night, the guy fell out the window because he fell asleep, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, yeah, if they can't say, if Paul can't hold your attention, I don't know what kind yeah, of hopes some exactly, of us have. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and then it's a challenge as a communicator when you look out there and people are asleep. Yeah. You know, and one old boy this past Sunday, I was preaching. I thought I was really getting into it. And he just kind of leaned his hands up and just stretched. And oh, like, yeah. It was like a let out the biggest yawn. He was like on the third row. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I got to wrap this up. No, and, and, but you have to remember, too, like we don't know what's going on. That's right. right. That's we don't know. Point. We don't know what's happening in that person's life. Um and and the reality of it is, like, God gave you a message to preach. He gave you something to proclaim. Mm-hmm. And so proclaim it. Yeah. Right? And I had to, had to get past that myself of don't let how you deliver the message mm. be affected by how people's posture is. Right. Um, we want to pay attention, right, right. to if they start kind of— fidgeting, then, hey, how do we get them back? Right. But, um, man, if God's put a burden on your heart, just let it rip. And I think, uh, yeah, exactly. I, well, I think, too, like, that to your point, like, I, I want our audience to understand, too, like, 
we understand kids have a meltdown between the car and KK. Oh, yeah. Kids have a meltdown as you're dropping them off in KK. For new moms and dads, we understand like, am I doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. Did I just abuse my child by putting him in KK? And I know these things are on your mind. I know for whoever, whatever you did on Friday and Saturday uh, could have been a distraction coming into Sunday. And, you know, the you're for married couples, whatever argument you most recently got in, if there's something unresolved, like we know, we and we and we understand that that you know, and we have a lot of grace and sympathy for that. That um, that preaching sometimes hearing everything that's being said can be uh, can be challenging. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, there's so many distractions outside of the room, and then you've got yep. people getting up and going to the bathroom, and then you've got babies crying, and exactly. then you know. You're thinking about did I lock my car? Um, uh, you know, whatever it might be, and so um, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge. But um, uh, but all of those things can be resolved by start with your why. Yes. Why am I here today? And if I if I compare my ability as a listener um, by the power of the Holy Spirit through God's ability through the speaker, whoever it is, by the power of the Holy Spirit then there could be something really powerful that right. happens in the room through the preaching of God's word. You know, yes. um, there's a, a, you know, there's some, that, like preaching matters, right? right. It matters. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not something that, I mean, it's, con, you know, consistently singing, preaching, and mm -hmm. praying is what the church has been doing since Peter, James, and John. That's right. From Since the time of the apostle Paul. Um, preaching, praying, and singing. That's what the church mm -hmm. has been doing. And so it's something we need to continue to do, obviously. But so if we had to go back now, so we've got start with why, um, and we've got, what did I say? Just kind of the same thing of uh, receiving the word, being ready to receive no matter who's preaching. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Man, um, it's, it's amazing that I remember <laughs> that. My memory is so bad. Uh, so what would be what would be your next pick of like, how could people get the most out of preaching? What's your next pick? So one of the things that I'm big on, um, just myself, um, is note-taking. Um, if I could show y'all Brandon's notes that he emailed me, uh, giving me feedback for me to grow as a communicator— I looked at the outline and I was like, that's basically what I had. That yeah. was what I was preaching from, basically. It was, yeah. it was super impressive. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm just a big note taker. There's a lot of things I can't remember, but I mean, I can remember messages. And mm. even in school, one of the ways that I study for tests is just rewriting my notes. Wow. Um, there's something to putting pen to paper, um, you know, maybe typing in your phone. I don't do it that way, but maybe so. Um, but something to writing those notes, seeing those notes, um, and and following along that that in and of itself helps your attention stay stay fixed on the message. Right. Um, and there's something too about writing it and seeing it that I believe our brains retain mm. more of that. And so um, I would encourage you know <laughs> like. Bring a Bible and a notebook, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not against somebody reading the Bible on their phone. That's not what I'm saying. But like, come prepared to to take notes. Um, spend a little time later meditating on mm -hmm. those notes, thinking through those notes, praying through those notes, um, and just seeing what the Lord reveals to you. Maybe there's one part of 
the message that as you're taking notes, it's just like, man, it just jumps off the page to you as you're writing it down yeah. or as you heard it, it just kind of um, illuminated your heart and so to speak. And so go back and spend time on that, but write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to leave, you're going to leave. And as soon as you walk out the door, you're getting bombarded again, right? I mean, mostly trying to just get out of the parking lot, um, which is a bit of a hassle for for especially us. if people got weird stickers on their car, like oh, uh, some yeah. of ours do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we get a lot of interesting stickers, um, and we also have had hit and runs. Hit we've had, runs. Uh, we we we've had people accidentally get shot in the parking lot. So, um, <laughs> oh god, yeah, they, they, we've had people swear at our volunteers leaving the yeah, parking lot. The, they've given the finger. Um, they've actually been bumped by cars. So no wonder uh, our messages need to be so evangelistic. Yeah. So we got some really, <laughs> really, uh, we got a lot of almost saved people. Um, yeah. But uh, but anyway, no, I think coming in taking notes is a great way to retain. Um, and be able to go back and look at, you know, what jumped out at me and mm. what could I spend some more time really praying through mm. that the Lord's speaking to me about. Mm. That's beautiful. I think that's really, really good. Um, I, I see, you know, I see, I, I really echo that about having a physical copy of your Bible and a physical copy of your phone, of, sorry, of your of a notepad. Uh, I think of John. John almost exclusively does everything from his phone, but I also know John doesn't have social media. Right. And so, like, he's not as distracted. Um, but then I think about, like, Macy, my wife, she, physical copy of the Bible, physical yep. notebook, and kind of to your point, like, I, I can look over and see she's, like, taking away, um, you know, when you're preaching, right. taking she's, good notes. When I'm preaching, she's usually just kind of staring at me in, in like, horror of, like— <laughs> You get off the stage. I'm I don't kidding. believe that. <laughs> but she's a she's a really good note taker and diligent note taker. And I, I I think I need to I need to do better about that. But yeah. one I would add, sort of my next pick would be come with expectation, um, not just for yourself, but for other people. Yeah. Um, one thing I can remember, I, I think it was I don't know if it was if it if it was Billy, I don't know if it was um Daniel Phelan or who it was really early in me listening to preaching when I was a college student, uh, and maybe it was was Carol Fox or somebody from the prayer team even uh, in those days mm-hmm. of like, hey, when the invitation is being given, start praying. Yeah, Come with expectation like God yeah. could save someone today. Right, right. Believe, like yeah. believe on behalf of other people. Start praying, That's praying right. for God. And I, I can remember so many moments of just praying and praying and praying in the course of the invitation and getting goosebumps when somebody would stand up yeah. because I, there were multiple people in the congregation praying mm-hmm. that God would save. Yeah, and, and it's it's frustrating when you get to a point of giving an invitation of any type and people start getting up and leaving. Mm. Um, that That's frustrating. And like if getting out of the parking lot first, if you're a believer— and getting out of the parking lot first is more important than someone's salvation or um, them having a time with God that's meaningful. Like, there's an issue there, right? Yeah. Um, and so exactly what you said, like, pray for people during that time. Come in praying for people. You know, pray during the week for people. Um, you know, before I go out and preach almost every Sunday, I think about two thoughts. 
I think about one, what if there's someone sitting out there mm. who's who's giving God one last chance? Right. Right. Mm. And then two, I think about if one of my children were sitting in a different church, how and what would I want that preacher to say? Wow. Yeah, that's a and so for me, that's the motivation a lot of times, uh, other than just the calling and, and wanting to be pleasing mm-hmm. to the Lord, but it's like, man, this is urgent, Yeah, you know? And so I, I wish that we could all see it as urgent mm. so that that time of invitation, as you said, praying during the week for people to receive it, that that would feel as urgent Um as getting out of the parking lot sometimes. And there's we're all like one step of maturity away from that being the case. Right. Like if we come in and just will acknowledge like, okay, this isn't exclusively about me. This is also yeah, about other right. people. Then we begin to have an other's first mindset. And we may have just made the biggest maturity transition from not yeah. exclusively thinking about myself to, uh, to including yeah, sense of thoughtfulness about other people. Yeah, um, one of my favorite um, things to to tell people stories to tell people is we had um, an older lady who came to the church when we were in the high school and did not like our music. <laughs> um, just did not like our music, but she felt called to the church and believed in what the church was doing. Wow. Music was too loud for her. Didn't like the style. Didn't like any of it really. And she would wear earplugs every Sunday. Um, and yet she stayed because mm-hmm. she felt like this was where the Lord wanted her to serve. And she she was a prayer warrior. And she would—it wasn't about her and what she was getting from it all the time. She made a choice to worship even when it wow. wasn't her preference, right? And made a huge impact. In the church. And so um, that takes a lot of maturity. That's awesome. Kind of on that point, let me ask sort of a sub question before we get to sort of the next pick. Um, I know that I asked Chase this when we were talking about worship um, for people that would say, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, a a worship person. I just am more of a listening to the preaching kind of a person. What would you say to the person on the inverse of that? This says, I'm not really much of a, Preaching, I don't. I just don't get a lot out of the preaching, but I'm here for the worship. Um, how would you? Well, how would you exhort and encourage, maybe even rebuke that person? Well, I think I think a big part of it is you know it's important to hear the hear the word. Mm-hmm. It's important to be taught the word. Um, and so, and I know people get that other places. Uh, it's funny how many people come up to me and they go to our church and they say, you know, I was listening to my favorite preacher the other day. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that um, it's seeing and understanding the importance of it. Um, again, it kind of comes back to preference. Mm. It kind of comes back to what I like um, and as we know in life, what we like and what we prefer is not always what's best for us. Mm. And my mentor and one of my mentors has told me this. He said, let your desire turn to discipline and then discipline will turn to delight. 
Um, I didn't know you were mentored Lord. by Jocko Willink. That's interesting. Um, oh, wait, the Lord part. Maybe not. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, uh, so, so he always has, has told me that the desire turns to discipline, discipline turns to delight. And so for some of us, like, worship may not be the thing that we we love, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're desiring the Lord, then worship mm-hmm. um, as a discipline and let the Lord turned that into delight in his presence. If hearing the word preached is not the thing that um, drives us the most or the thing that we're the most ambitious about, um, discipline yourself because you have a desire for the Lord and let the Lord begin Mm -hmm. to give you a delight in his presence through his word. Um, I would really encourage anybody that doesn't want to hear the word preached and only wants to worship like really, really, press into that issue um, because like you need the word. Yeah. Like, you know. Either, either the Bible is, is true and accurate or it's not. Yeah. And in that case, you're not disagreeing with a communicator or even a local church. You're disagreeing with the word of right. God. If second Timothy three sixteen is correct, all scripture is God breathes and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Either that's true and you believe it right. or it's not true and you don't believe it. And then the secondly, verse 17, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for mm-hmm. every good work. Right. So if the preaching of the of the scripture that is breathed out by God is in fact useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, then, then you as a servant of God need it proclaimed, mm-hmm. need it taught, need it applied That's for right. you, or you're not going to be thoroughly equipped. Yeah. Um, you're going to have an uneven sense of sanctification that um, you're gonna, you're not gonna experience the fullness of who God is without it. Yeah. Well, and, and certainly people could make the argument that they get it from a podcast or they get it from, um, you know, reading the scripture themselves. And but I think when you're part of a body of believers, like the preaching of the word helps us stay unified. Mm. Um, there's a, a need for us to hear the same word to. To, to be moving in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important just for the unity and the, the power of the local church is yeah. that we're all hearing um, the message together. And it's just a part of our growth and our uni- unification of, of the local body. And I think that's important too, what you're saying, that I think about this as, the, as pastor over small groups that, there's a reason for me that I like small group material to really include the Sunday preaching. One, because we put a lot into it. Mm-hmm. So it just feels kind of like a waste in the life of the church for that to not be like, let's let's not, and, and this goes to the podcast point, that sounds like a person to me that's educated beyond their obedience. Yeah. That they like to learn and know more. And as a, as a fellow participant in that for right. sure that's like always eager to learn very like at, at a head heart hands level I definitely like like to fill my head with new information and that's a lot of my journey at connection is becoming a lot more warm at a heart level um, and to to um, deploy my hands in ministry out of the overflow of what God's doing in my heart not just out of everything I know in my head that we can become so eager to know and know and know more that we'll be educated more than we have an ability 
to obey and look no further than when you try to take what you know and deploy it into a relationship. Yeah. That person, if they don't know that you care, they're not going to care what you know, to quote yeah. probably 15 different people that have mm-hmm. said that. But um, but that's a that's that is, I think, one of the unique and one of the best parts of our Sundays is everyone in the audience that really loves who we are will make the comment, you guys are so transparent. Brandon mm-hmm. is so transparent and authentic. I just really know he cares for me. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think that's that's one of the, if that's one of the best if not the best thing that mm-hmm. people listening to preaching could walk away with. Is right. That covers a lot of like hey, I don't know like I I'm I'm continuing to understand more and more and more of what this verse means, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day this reflected the heart of yeah. the God that this verse points to. Right. Yep. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those things where, again, that transparency helps break down um, that wall mm-hmm. that that tends to exist between the preacher and the hearer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the transparency, authenticity, um, just knowing that you're doing life together, that there's not some place that the preachers arrive to that others haven't attained, you know. Yeah. Um, is I think really important. Yeah, and I think I would want our our audience to know like that's really a unique and special thing that God just used Brandon in my life. And I would I would say in all of our I mean, it's so distinctive and so important that it's a part of the 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 really four or five things that we look for when we're looking for church planters. Yeah. Like a non negotiable they need you know, we want them to be um, spirit-led. We want them to be able to preach and teach the Word. We mm-hmm. want to be grounded in the Word. Um, you know, we want to, um, and three or four other things that obviously I'm drawing a blank on. <laughs> but the biggest one is a sense of authenticity and transparency. And Brandon is the founder of Connection Church, Statesboro, and then sort of the the thing that the network has has blossomed from um that that's that's a big part of it and that's the and i i'm tying that specifically for our audience of understanding that you there's so much to get out of the sunday morning mm-hmm. uh preaching and that, that it doesn't just affect sunday to sunday listening it 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 um is reflected in uh, a lot further than that, even to the churches mm. that we plant and yep. the way that we want to communicate. So yeah. maybe let's do one more each. Uh, we're, we, I okay. know we're pressed for time, need to wrap up here in just a minute, but <clears throat> what would be maybe one final thing that you would encourage people with? How to, how can people get the most out of listening to preaching? So I think one thing, and, and we sort of touched on this, but to take this um, a little bit deeper maybe, um, is coming in and looking to experience God, Mm -hmm. um, to grow in your relationship with God. As you said, knowing the Word and knowing God can be two very, very different things. Um, We look at the Pharisees, one of the things Jesus rebuked them for. You know, you know the Scriptures, but, um, you know, if you really— knew it and 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 held to it then you would come to me and i'd give you life you exactly. know and 
That's a really bad paraphrase, but but it's the reality that the Pharisees knew the Scripture better than anyone, and the Son of God stood in front of them, and they couldn't recognize Him. Mm. And so coming in because you desire a deeper relationship, more intimacy with the Lord, I think is so important. If the preaching and listening of the Word does not lead to a greater knowing of God, Mm. a greater relationship with God, then I feel like it's missed the point. It's missed the target. It's it's off um, either from the preaching or the hearing um, because the goal is to to grow closer to the Lord, to know Him better, Mm. um, to walk with Him. Um, And so... I would encourage people never get into that place. And it's hard not to. It's a slippery slope. But not to get into that place of, okay, I'm coming in. I'm going to hear the message. You know, maybe it'll speak to me. But come in with a desire to experience God. Mm. And that's a big part of the original vision of our church and still is that you know, even nowadays, and maybe less than in 2008 when we started the church, people still think about the church as a building mm-hmm. a lot of times. And so we knew people would come into the church thinking that they were coming to the church. But when they came into the building, our desire has always been that they would experience the power of God. Yeah. And then we could introduce them to the church, which is the people. Right. And so come in with a desire to experience the Lord, not just some emotionalism, mm. but like, man, I am growing closer to the God of the universe mm. as I'm hearing this word preached. Oh, that's great. That's really good. Um, I'll close this out with sort of a, a two for one. Um, I think of the verse, lean not on your understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say consume preaching in community, which, mm-hmm. you know, the prerequisite for that is you need to be in community. Yeah. Um, and I would say the, 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 you know, the secondary, the second part to that for me is every person has a next step. Mm-hmm. All of us do. The unbeliever is to believe, yeah. right? That we preach to the verdict of we want you to believe. We want you to know and understand who Jesus is. But then for the believer, it's to take a next step. It could be a relationship that needs to be mended. It could be somebody you need to ask for forgiveness for. It could be taking a next step and leading a connect group. It mm-hmm. could be stepping into be developed to lead a connect group. It could be beginning to serve. There's, but there's countless mm-hmm. next steps. That's right. But, um, but yeah. be in community to be able to listen to preaching and then let them walk alongside you to get the most out of the preaching and help lean on them to help you take a next step. Right. And I, I 100% agree with that. There's nothing that's more enjoyable, exciting, encouraging to me than being able to discuss God's Word with people who also are hungry for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just something that's really special about that. Um, One thing I did want to say before we close it out is that I think is really, really important when it comes to the Scripture, whether you're reading it or whether you're hearing it preached, is to understand that if Scripture does not determine your worldview Culture will. Oof. And 
there's only two options, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that does not just go for you. That goes for your family mm-hmm. um, and the other people in your life you have influence with. If Scripture does not determine your worldview, then the culture around you will. Mm-hmm. And the only way to see God, yourself, others, and your purpose in life through a biblical lens is to actually be in the Word. Yeah. So. Yeah. Preaching is just one part of being in the Word, right? That and that's, But it's an extremely historically life-changing part of being in the Word. It's yeah. sitting under sound biblical preaching, but also being in community yes. to, to as you begin to apply God's Word to yourself and to your own life, to your own family situation, uh, having community begin to speak into those things. Um, but, yeah, I mean— the and culture, the way culture can shape you can be anything. It can be your own experience. Mm-hmm. It can be, for sure, includes like the the media that you consume, sure. the the things you see on social media, on uh, lots of different venues by which culture can shape you. But it can also just include the family you come from, yeah. um, and all of those things need to be tested according to eternal truth, yeah. which is God's word. And preaching is one of the historical ways that the church has disseminated mm-hmm. the 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 meat of the word. Right. You know, there's a place for us to need to be nurtured by the spiritual milk that's also mm-hmm. of the word, but then also a place for us to be able to get to where we can consume the meat of God's mm-hmm. word as well. Yeah. So, man, thank you for making time to do this. No, this is great, man. I loved it. It was it was fun to talk about these things. Yeah. So. So uh, again, this has been a, a conversation with Brandon Williams about uh, about um, a be- God's better game plan for us as we listen to um, how do how can we as followers of Jesus consume preaching? How can we listen to preaching? How can we get the most uh, out of it? And we'll be joined by him at a later date for an equipped conversation. But hey, we're going to probably take a break from the podcast for the next several weeks during the holiday season and kick back off in January. Uh, to where we <clears throat> where we uh, feel refreshed, have a, a clear sense of what God wants us to say through this podcast. But this has been a fun first several episodes of um, just sharing what God's put on our heart as the equipped team, uh, what God has a vision for of multiplication in the life of Connection Church. And I've, I've enjoyed interacting with many of you who have listened to our podcast and given us encouragement and feedback. Um, but this has been a, a great way to wrap up this season uh, of doing the podcast initially and, and look forward to, to being back with you guys and sharing more. Um, there's still a lot of, of meat on the bone of multiplication that we can press into. Um, but enjoy this holiday season. Enjoy this time with family. Um, and as we've encouraged you today, I, 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 we do pray that you get a lot out of the preaching of God's Word. And we'll see you again very soon.